All right, we are back. Parker Thune has a smile on his face. He must have really enjoyed that Brent Venables press conference. Or are you uh, laughing at uh, X slash Twitter? I mean, there's always stuff to laugh about Does this on dude X slash Twitter. Who, who it's came just... after you realize that like Twitter has a limit on how many <laughs> words you can put? Yeah, he thought I was going to tweet a transcription of a two-and-a-half-minute answer when from Brent Venables. When you're basically there, I mean, people are so stupid. It's just, I mean, gee, many Christmas. Doesn't understand how that works in a press conference situation. Unless you have a court stenographer there, you're not going to be able to put the thing, uh, the whole thing out there. And there's a limit on Twitter, you moron. Jeez, these people, they're the worst. Connor, has he has he been like this the whole show so far? No, I've been all right. I've been all right. Okay, so not, we're not a full-on crabby now. old man. Not yet. Could happen, though. Vegas has it at, uh, at a pick right now. Uh, let's hear from Desan McCullough, Sooner Defender, on the challenge of trying to stop the hottest running back in the country, ladies and gentlemen, Ollie Gordon. He gets a lot of carries. Uh, he's a great running back, big, tall, so, I mean, shoot. He just kind of has all the, like, ability to make those plays happen. So he's, he, he has some speed, too, breaks a lot of tackles, so we're just going to have to, you know, do a good job with him. I mean, I think it's going to be a great challenge for us. Uh, I think we are definitely up for the challenge, too. Um, guys got to refocus, you know, recalibrate and kind of get back physical. You know, if we come in this game more physical than them, I don't really see it being an issue for us. There you go. Ooh. 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 Yeah, I, don't re- I, I don't really see it being an issue for us. Did you pull that sound by from my video? I might have, yes. What yeah. do you mean might have? Did you or didn't? Well, it was from uh, your, uh, your your media availabilities yesterday with the OU players. Awesome. I got a new microphone. I was using yeah. it yesterday. I wanted. I wanted to know. If I you know. Could tell. You know how much this angry old man complains about audio these days, which is just amateur at best in most situations. Uh, well, I guess actually, I didn't use the new microphone. It was Jesse that was shooting this on McCullough's interview, so I was over with Jesse. I got it quick. from somewhere, but I, I was going to say it was from you. It's from you. I got to give Jesse really credit good. on that one. Sounds though. really good. All right. Uh, so you there at the press conference? Yep. What did you think about Brent's answer? About, you know, Jeff Levy, do, do you have to protect him? You know, which Jeff Levy's a grown man. <laughs> That's I mean, exactly not, what Venable <laughs> said. He said, I don't have to I don't have to counsel him. He's a grown man. I mean, sometimes I understand if you're a reporter, you can ask a question in a certain way to get a better response. That's what happens sometimes when you hear that. What kind of question was that? Well, you get a fiery response rather than coach speak then some people will tell you that was a good question because you're getting a real answer and not just the, the coach speak. I, I think Brent is who he is, but I love the way he answered that. You want to kind of – he talked about, you know, telling – he said he's told his players time and time again, even before they played a game at Oklahoma, don't live in that world. It ain't going to be good. He also said, though, that he loves the passion of the Sooner fan base and they have every right to be – he used the P word – about what happened last week. But he also said to his players, never value an opinion from someone you wouldn't take advice from. Pretty good. Would you take advice would you take the advice from Hal in Holdenville who wants Levy fired? No. I mean it's it's his opinion and you know, the passion's there, but yeah, and look, you know, not- again. I've said it all week. Would I, will I take uh, to say it. would I take advice from Ethan Downs hater? No, <laughs> you know, uh, it, both things can be true. Jeff Lebby made some very critical mistakes on Saturday that contributed to the Sooners losing the football game, and Jeff Lebby in general is not bad at his job. No, there's been a couple games this year where I think it was very, very. Uh, what the heck is going on here? SMU was one. Undoubtedly. SMU was one, and Kansas was one. Yeah, do we have an update on Julie Venables? I know this surgery. Haven't had one in a couple weeks from Brent. Man, hopefully, you know, and and again, we talk about football games, and I know how important these football results are in all of our lives. But, you know, that's real life right there. And Brent Venables coaching – in a high-pressure situation, which he said he embraces, he's all about that. 
But dealing with that situation, I mean, that man's got passion. He's tough as nails. The dude's up running at like 4 a.m. every morning, running stadium steps and stuff. But I don't care who you are. When your spouse is in that situation, that's tough. So prayers to, uh, you know, Julie Venables and the Venables family because that cannot be easy at all. So uh, anything else stand out about the press conference to you, Parker Thumb? Venables was very complimentary of Ollie Gordon. You can tell when Brent is, like, sincerely impressed with a player as opposed to just having to say nice things because he was asked about him. Venables is very sincerely impressed with Ollie Gordon. I've read this quote twice. I'll read it again. I I think it's as close to, you know, I was writing this down because I'm doing other things during the press conference, trying to get stuff ready. I'm trying to edit sound during the press conference and then get back to more of the press conference. But he said, quote, we don't tackle better than we did last week. Gordon's going to pull away from the pack when it comes to rushing. Tackling is always an emphasis. The tackling was horrible last week, especially in the first half. A lot of arms reaching out there, not squaring up. Um, You know, it was really bad. And the tackling looked so much better, you know, this season in so many situations. But it it was horrible last week so he's basically saying yeah you guys are going to get embarrassed we you know if that's the effort you know tackling wise then it's going to be ugly do you get a sense of confidence from the OU squad right now um what what is your I mean I know it's hard to read but you can kind of tell when a team's feeling really good about itself and when you know they're having to try and bounce back I think confidence isn't the word I would use. The word I would use is determination. There is a determination to prove that what happened last week, and to an extent the week before, is a speed bump and not an accurate representation of the type of football team that Oklahoma is. Because, again, Steely, this is still the same Oklahoma team that went and beat Texas three weeks ago. Steve Sarkeesian was calling the Longhorns win over Alabama, the most impressive win in the country in his press conference the other day. So if that's the most impressive win in the country, what does it say about Oklahoma yeah. that they're the only team that's beaten the team with the most impressive win? In the well, country? and I know Brent was asked, do you think there's been a little bit of a hangover since that game? And he pointed to the first four series against UCF, right? Where they stuffed him on, you know, couldn't get a first down, but again, the offense didn't really capitalize on that as it should have been like 21 to nothing. And the Sooners, Got a touchdown and two Zach Schmidt missed field goals. So I think what we're looking at now is the Texas win was great. Great performance by Oklahoma. Historic goal line stand. Historic game-winning drive. They out-toughed Texas that day. And I still think that's a really good Texas football team that they beat in the Cotton Bowl. Dylan Gabriel won the biggest game of his career. But we're trying to figure out now, after UCF and Kansas, and Kansas's offense is really good. Sooners still should have been better on defense, and they had as badly as they played, they could have and should have won the football game. But I think people are like, okay, yeah, this team's better, but how much better after these last two weeks? Iceman405 says, I wish Levy would just own up to his mistakes and say it like Venables. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, I think Brent uh, Brent clearly does that, and Levy just kind of explains everything, what they were thinking, and leaves it at that, right? Different approach, maybe. This listener in the 405 says, if we make both two-pointers, then we could have won it with a field goal at the end. If we only make one two-pointer, then we could have tied with a field goal at the end. If we take mm-hmm. the two one-pointers, yep. we could have tied it with a field goal also. That's not entirely true because it's not as simple as, oh, let's do the math. 33 plus 2 plus 2 gives you a chance at a game-winning field. No, the entire complexity of the game changes. If Oklahoma scores that touchdown to go up 27-26 and they get the two-point conversion to go up 29-26 as opposed to missing it, then Kansas has no reason to go for two on their ensuing touchdown. The score becomes 33-29. to And then Oklahoma has no reason to go for two on their ensuing touchdown. The score becomes 36-33. to Kansas's next touchdown makes the score 40 to 36. You still need a touchdown any way you slice it. So, no, the two point conversions, I know math would suggest that that had an impact on the outcome of the game, but when you really think about it practically, 
No, that's not true. The Sooners were going to need a touchdown on that final drive either way. They had a decent shot at one, and boy, would you have liked to have that extra timeout that you wasted oh, at the yeah. beginning of the second half. Absolutely. Javante Barnes made the wrong cut, too. <sighs> yeah, Brent did say that in his mm. coach's show. Uh, listener to the 405 asks, would results have been different if we used pump sprayers during practice to prepare for the rain? <laughs> Uh, that's an exclusive uh, USC drill, I believe. All right, we got to take a break. Stay on the clock right here. 405-651-3439. We are going to talk about what's going on with Grant Bricks, Eddie Pierre-Louis, Marcus James coming up on Thursday, Alex Shield Knight coming uh, down the road not too far away. We'll get into all of that coming up here in a little bit as well. Keep it right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, we are back. Mike Steely. Parker Thune with you, Steelman and Thune at noon. Here on this Tuesday edition, uh, Parker just got back from Brent's uh, press conference. Sooners and the Cowboys, the last ever bedlam. At least for a long time. Coming up this Saturday, 2.30 on ABC. And uh, the Sooners are a six-point favorite in this matchup. You know the only thing that I don't like about this show? What is that? is that it's impossible to get to every text. Isn't it? That is very true. I mean, we are and overwhelmed. We try, and Inundated. I hate for some people like, man, they didn't read my text today. I hate that, but there are so many of them rolling in that it's just tough to get to all of them. So as I always say, copy and paste it, you know, and just keep, you know, sending it, and hopefully we can get to it, all right? So wonder where wonder where Kendall is. We haven't heard from Kendall in a while. I, Kendall is uh, maybe busy at this time now. Who knows? But we haven't heard from Kendall in a while. Yeah, he's still no, out it, there. He's still uh, he's responded to a few of my tweets here. And he's still out there. He's still in the ref army. He's probably just got more going on in his life right now. Would be my guess. Or maybe he doesn't like us anymore. I tell you, it's almost a daily occurrence. Somebody asks on the text line, "Am I blocked?" No, unless you're Ethan Downs hater, you're not blocked. We just we've only again. blocked one person, right? Yeah, Ethan Downs hater is the only one we have blocked, and it's it's kind of like when I finally decided, you know what? Um, and I even have friends who tweet about politics, but I still muted them because I just don't want to see it. I don't want that BS in my life. It's not like I don't want to be informed, but I don't want to see that in my timeline. It just is too negative. So I decided that's it. I'm not going to do it. Everybody who's tweeting politics. You know, if somebody makes a joke or something and I can tell it's not serious, that's fine. But it's basically gone on my timeline. It's great. It's a better world to live in. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. A listener in the 405 says, have you talked about Dion? I haven't heard anyone talk about Dion's comments. Listen, no disrespect intended here, but what does that have to do with Oklahoma football? You're about to get Steely's mm. Porterhouse Steak monologue again <laughs> you want me to go through it again you see sooner football is the porterhouse steak on the plate you get a few like baked beans and a little texas toast and the texas toast is the thunder and other college football and the baked beans uh dion's comments would be like uh, a garnish that's it he basically said his players sucked on the offensive line i don't know i'm just the the Colorado players got jewelry stolen. I saw that. Maybe don't wear and look. I'm not excusing thievery here, but maybe not wear bling that's in everybody's face and it's where people can see that on television. That may lead itself to some really unsavory people finding their way into the visitors' locker room. I don't know. All right, four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Five-star Randy's question is simple, Parker. You'll answer it. (laughs) Does this team have an identity? (laughs) No. Not right now. It's not the first time that question has been asked this week either. And I I can't figure out what Oklahoma's identity is, at least offensively, right now. Steely, can you? Mm, Pounding the ball into the line uh, without without Tawi Walker. Uh, difficult, and then jet sweep, and then uh, intermediate route or short pass. I will say the offensive identity right now is a mess. 
defense got to return to better tackling and better discipline again. From another 405 listener, when was the last time that an OU team progressively got better throughout the year? Genuinely asking because it seems like the last three years we've slowed at the halfway point while a lot of other teams seem to hit their stride. Well, I'll tell you, it was 2020. 2020, Oklahoma just got better and better and better and better as the season went on to the point where, I mean, it's not sunshine pumping. People nationally were saying it. By the end of that 2020 season, Oklahoma was capable of playing with anybody in the country, and had they only suffered one early season loss instead of two, that's a team that I don't know if they win the national championship, but I think they could have gotten there and given Alabama a game. You lose the uh, early game to Houston, right? What's that? No, 2020, they lost to Kansas State and Iowa State back-to-back weeks. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, and the uh, the K-State game was at home, the Iowa State game on the road. Yeah, that's right. That was uh, Spencer Rattler struggling uh, a little bit early, and that was where they ended up playing. Well, that was Florida in the Cotton Bowl, right? It was Florida yeah. in the Cotton Bowl, and Oklahoma won that game 55-20, to 20, to my recollection throttled Kyle Trask through how many picks was it like three yeah but it 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 was all good Steely because Florida's season had already ended oh yeah Dan Mullen we didn't play anybody so Kyle Pitts didn't play I remember that a lot of the guys didn't play but the Sooners played well all right 405-651-3439 Jeremy and Tulsa just get rid of the RPO things will change I think that's difficult this late in the season To just say, hey, you know what? And I mean, they don't have to run RPO plays, well, but they're basically an RPO offense in many ways, right? I, but here's I mean, the thing. that's pretty I, much it. I don't entirely disagree with Teddy Lehman is screaming yes right now if he's listening. If you have a clearly established offensive identity and you're just in a funk, then I don't think you scrap it. But it goes back to exactly what we were just talking about five minutes ago, which is that Oklahoma really doesn't have an offensive identity right now. No, no, they don't. So... Joe in Tulsa says, if you haven't, can you address below? I know a lot of guys have been hurt, and Tawi looked good Saturday, and Sawchuck looked good against UCF. But if they're both hurt and Major still has injury issues, we better have Hicks or Smothers in there. I'm done seeing receivers in the backfield. If I'm Hicks and Smothers, I think about transferring if they're using receivers instead of running backs. Here's the deal. I think in that situation it sounds very intriguing, but the coaches, believe me, in a game like this or other games where they know they're about to lose, if they're not putting those guys in the game, they don't think they're capable of handling maybe a blitz, you know, protecting the quarterback. It's not like they don't think they're talented. I think they feel that way. But are they good enough to put in a pressure situation like that? My guess is no, or they'd be out there, right? That's where I kind of trust in the coaches, you know. I'm intrigued, too. I'd love to see what Hicks could do. I'd love to see, you know, but I feel like like the coaches felt like, you know, it's time we can put him in this situation right now. I think he'd be out there. And, again, I don't think it's a talent deal. It's probably an execution deal would be my guess. All right, thanks to last year, Home Comfort Systems. We've got another hour to go. More on Brent's press conference, more of your texts on the way. It's Bedlam Week. Let's keep it rolling right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Yes, we're talking here. We are talking here. Midnight Cowboy, Dustin Hoffman, instead of uh, instead of walking here, talking here. Get it? Older reference lost on 98% of the audience, if not more than that. All right, uh, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Hour number two brought to you by Oklahoma Generator. Check them out online at okgen.com. Their phone number, 405-321-6631. Oklahoma's highest-rated and longest-operating Generac dealer currently offering new customer discounts and a free 10-year warranty with new installations. You know, a generator is very important here in the state of Oklahoma with our uh, crazy, unpredictable weather. At some point, you know, that power is going to go out. You know, you might be stuck four days, five days, who knows, without power. Man, I wish I should have got that generator, is what you'll be saying. 
okgin.com, 405-321-6631. Okay, uh, by the way, all of our sound bites brought to you by Ortho Central. They have clinics in Norman and Midwest City and now a new Tri-City location serving Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. These full-service clinics are the very best at treating orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. Okay, let's, uh, let's hear from Brent, then we'll jump into a little bit of recruiting. This is Brent uh, talking about, well, just the matchup with Oklahoma State. We've got a great challenge in uh, facing Oklahoma State. They lead the uh, conference in uh, Big 12 play and in total offense and in scoring offense, playing really, really well, very efficient. Uh, have made lots of improvement, found their way. They've got the back that leads the country in rushing. And uh, Bowman's, I think, five or six straight games. They're throwing them for over 200 yards. Uh, they're doing a great job on defense, playing really well here the last uh, several games as well. Uh, several weeks ago, people uh, had written uh, Oklahoma State off after uh, losing to South Alabama, a really good South Alabama team, and they've just gotten better. They've responded. So uh, that's what you want to be about uh, when facing adversity or you're, you're building your team on the season. That's what you want it to look like, and they've really gutted out and toughed out um, several uh, really good wins, Kansas State, uh, Kansas, West Virginia, uh, really got after uh, Cincinnati, and uh, they've done it uh, by punishing people in the run game. Ollie Gordon has just been fantastic. He's got power. He's got speed. Uh, he's patient. He's got great quickness, lateral quickness, and, man, he's explosive. He uh, can run right through you and he can run uh, right by you, averaging, I think, eight yards a carry, in uh, in conference play, so great challenge for our guys. I know our guys are really really excited about uh, about you know this game this week. And again, as you know, we're tied uh, in first in conference play, and uh, we've got you know zero margin for error. So uh, all hands on deck, and uh, we're hoping that we got a few guys banged up. We'll see if whether or not we get them. Uh, but I do feel really good about uh, guys that uh, will play. Uh, uh, if they don't. There you go. Brent on the Oklahoma State matchup. Man, can you remember a team that has done something like what Oklahoma State has done this year? And I, I we don't know how good they are yet. We know they're vastly improved. But when you lose to South Alabama at home, and, not, and it wasn't a fluke. It wasn't like the Central Michigan game or whatever. They got their butts kicked by South Alabama. And I think South Alabama is now 4-4. Four and four. And it was a total mismatch. A total mismatch. And then to turn it around because everybody's like, man, what the heck is Gundy thinking? You know, this is brutal, absolutely horrible. Casey Dunn's the worst offensive coordinator in the history of college football. And now, all of a sudden, they win this game. The Cowboys do. We talked about the schedule that Oklahoma State has left. They beat the Sooners in the Bedlam matchup Saturday. They go to Central Florida, who is horrible. They go to Houston, who is horrible. And then they play BYU at home, and they'll be a big favorite in that game. You talk about I, – I don't know if there's been a more dramatic turnaround than I can remember where Mike Gundy and the coaches up there look like total buffoons and now look like Mike Gundy, you know, coach of the year in the Big 12 if the Cowboys continue well. this. Crazy. You know you know why, Steely? Do you know why? You know why this turnaround has happened? You get the ball to you be- your best player and do it a lot. Well, yes. It, to a certain extent, that is correct. What I was going to say, though, is the reason Oklahoma State has been able to turn their season around as drastically as they have is because they found an offensive identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the only thing that comes close to it at least to my recollection, is Ohio State was the very first college football playoff champion in the year 2014. And I want to say it was the second game of the year where they got thrashed by Virginia Tech. Completely one-sided game. It was not a good Virginia Tech team either. Not a particularly good one. And Ohio State just got it handed to them. Then, of course... They run the table the rest of the way, end up leapfrogging TCU and Baylor on selection day for the college football playoff field, and end up winning the whole dang thing as the four seed. 
That, to me, stands as one of the more memorable in-season turnarounds that I can recall. For Oklahoma State, man, this I think this goes beyond it. Even if you're not going to make the college football playoff or even if you're not going to be in the playoff field, to lose to South Alabama as completely – like, that game was not competitive, Steely. No, it, that, it was so one-sided, it was unbelievable. in that fashion to a team like South Alabama, and for us to be sitting here a month and a half later talking about the very realistic odds that Oklahoma State goes to Arlington to play for a Big 12 championship come December, it's bonkers. People were looking after that game for another game, and particularly after the Iowa State game, for another win on the schedule. They were actually looking at, where do you see another victory here? Well, how about every game since? <laughs> so, And, uh, you know, uh, the, the hotter team, even though the Cowboys are the underdog, the hotter team uh, and the team that's playing better coming into Bedlam. Now, the Sooners have the better roster. Cowboys have the best player in the field Saturday and Ollie Gordon. But... Uh, it's going to be fascinating to see how it plays out. All right, 405-651-3439. Let's talk a little recruiting real quick. Um, any updates? EPL? What is going on in that situation? Because it seemed like, man, all the momentum was with Oklahoma. Doesn't make the trip. And it, now the whole thing's a mystery wrapped in an enigma. That it is. And I told this to Tyler yesterday. I will tell it to you today. My opinion on the Eddie Pierre-Louis recruitment is that is If he is in Norman on November 11th for the West Virginia game, he will be a Sooner. If he is not in Norman on November 11th for the West Virginia game, he will be a UCF Knight. I think it is that simple. So somebody needs to go and uh, make sure, you know, give him a ride, like go get an Avis Rent-A-Car or something, and be at his doorstep. Can that I happen? Feels, I, that feels somewhat illegal, <laughs> depending on the – specific party that is involved in that effort sometimes but. you got to go the extra mile so to speak parker it's like the story i've told and and i i'm i'm hoping this is true because i've been told it and credible people have told me back in the day uh everybody remembers turner gill at nebraska turner gill was also a great baseball player at nebraska part of the triplets team that lost that game to freaking howard schnellenberger but um the Sooners are right there. They're ready to sign Turner Gill on signing day. Guess what? They couldn't find him. He's from the DFW area. They couldn't find him. Enos Seymour was sent there to get, you know, Turner Gill in, in a signature. Couldn't find him. Nebraska basically kidnapped Turner Gill and kept him hidden. And he wound up at Nebraska, where Turner Gill very likely would have been a quarterback and a baseball player at the University of Oklahoma. So... Maybe that's what they need to do in this situation. Kidnapping is against the rules. And taking a player to your campus and saying, you're visiting now, jump in the car. You can't do that, right? Yeah, it feels like a very early 80s type of tactic. Yeah. Probably, probably frowned right. upon these days. Grant Bricks, you were just there re- not long ago? Yeah. What's going on? Uh, visited Nebraska over the weekend. What? expected to visit Oklahoma for that West Virginia game on November 11th. And he told me he also plans to visit Kansas State on November 25th, but also acknowledged he may have his mind made up before then, which just lends more credence to the notion that this is more of an OU-Nebraska battle than an OU-Nebraska-Kansas State three-way fight. Nebraska right now is, uh, what are they, 5-3, and three, I believe. And, but that Western Division, is there anybody any good in that division? It's Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Purdue, and Illinois, right? Horrible. Yeah, it's a, it's a junkyard, Steely. And the Huskers and have a chance to win it. They do. Yeah. They've got a chance to win that division. As good a chance as anybody right now. So there you go. Okay. Um... Let's see. Who else? Alex Shield Knight. Announcing on November 10th. Okay. And Marcus James is Thursday. That is correct. Anybody else uh, we should be thinking about? Am I leaving? Uh, we've, we've covered Grant Bricks, Eddie Pierre-Louis, Alex Shield Knight, Marcus James. In the immediate future, no. Okay. Are you holding out? 
Is there somebody in the not immediate future? You've got a smile on your face. I'm just excited for Alex Shield Knight's commitment. I love his game, man. Love his game. I went out there to Wagoner. A quick switch to, to change of subject. Did you notice that, ladies and gentlemen? Went out Straight to from the paywall to Shield Knight. Went out to Wagoner earlier this year to watch him in action, and that dude's motor never stops. If Oklahoma locks him up next week, which I expect. I mean, that's for some time in a two-team battle between Oklahoma and Arkansas. Shield Knight is a cool-sounding name. It is a really cool-sounding name. Sounds like a video game character. I know, doesn't it? Yeah. It sounds like a game you may have played like on 8 or 16-bit. Shield Knight, you know? <laughs> Where it's a knight who just runs after quarterbacks. The NIL the opportunities game. are limitless. Yeah. By the way, here's where the Sooner fans are right now. Some of them on the uh, text line. OU needs to offer... Ollie Gordon, an NIL deal he can't refuse right now. It wouldn't be able to go into place until next year, but there you go. Vinny Paul says, Parker, it's pronounced Wagner, not Wagner. Okay. Wagner. I mean, I guess guess in Oklahoma – there are a whole bunch of – kind of like in Texas, too. Oklahoma and Texas both. you got a whole bunch of places Mm – with names that don't really make sense. Miami. You just well, go up to Miami. Chickasha. Mm-hmm. Chickasha. I remember when Brent called it Chickasha many times, at least a couple times. Really? Musburger, yeah. Oh, Musburger. Yeah. I thought you were talking Venables. Yeah, it was, yeah, he's from Chickasha, Oklahoma. Who was from Chickasha? I think it would have been Stephen Alexander, I believe. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yep. Of so, course. All right, we got a break right here, 405-651-3439, Kadippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. You guys are going to get to as many texts as we can to close it out. We might have one more soundbite to play, and it's one that I labeled Dabo Destroys a Loser. We'll probably have our thoughts on that, too. Plus all of your texts, keep it here on the ref. Back with you. By the way, you guys, if you can get out to Riverwind Casino today and play with your wild card, you're going to get 10 times the entries for the big electric winnings promotional drawings on Saturday night. They start uh, this Saturday, the 4th, the 11th, the 18th, and the 25th of November. Get out there when your share of $100,000 in cash and bonus play in the electric winnings promotion happening right now at Riverwind Casino. If you haven't seen the newly renovated Riverwind, it is unbelievable. They have an Oasis gaming area, smoke-free. Uh, they have a uh, upstairs gaming area, which is unbelievable as well. It looks spectacular. Always look good out there, but it's newly renovated, and uh, it's just amazing. By the way, concerts coming up. Aaron Lewis, November 9th at the Showplace Theater. Flatland Cavalry on the 10th. Justin Moore, November 18th. Shows in December. Pete Davidson, December 3rd. Uh, great comedian, uh, comedy, obviously happening early in December. And then we get Lee Bryce, December 15th, the uh, comic stylings of Ron White, December 30th, and Midland on New Year's Eve. All tickets are available at riverwind.com or at the casino box office. Always something cool, always great promotions, great bars and dining, world-class hotel, wonderful service out at Riverwind Casino. We appreciate them so very much. All right, uh, 405-651-3439. Here we go. Steely, you are giving the Aggies way too much credit. Who have they beaten? Well, how about Kansas State and Kansas? Sunflower State sweep right there. Those are two good te- those are two ranked teams. That's right. And they also went to Morgantown and won by two touchdowns. Now, is West Virginia a world beater? No, but they're better than I thought they would be. So, and, uh, you know, if you want to do the comparative scoring thing, and I don't believe in that because teams transition from one stage of the year to another, but Oklahoma, you know, they kind of had to struggle. They got by Cincinnati and covered the spread. Oklahoma State just buried Cincinnati by more than four touchdowns. So, more impressive resume. Well, the Texas win gives Oklahoma, you know, an edge too, but – you know, those Kansas uh, State and KU victories, very impressive. The win in Morgantown, not too bad. So, Oklahoma State has beaten some quality squads. K-State might go to Austin to win this weekend, right? A lot of people are thinking that. Are you picking that one, Parker? 
I want to believe that Kansas State wins that game for obvious reasons. I I don't know, man. Malik Murphy did not look bad last week. He didn't look great. He didn't look great, but, but yeah. he didn't look bad. Mm-hmm. And with how much more talent Texas has than Kansas State, I kind of feel like – and look, I'm big on Kansas State. Year in a year, I'd, I have so much respect for that program and what they do. I just – I don't know if they have the talent to go in there to Austin and win that game outright. I think they're going to hang with Texas, no question about it. Mm-hmm. But get over the hump and upset the Longhorns? I don't know, man. I'm not sold on that. You know, you look back, and we talked about how teams transition, they get better or worse during the season. Because you look at KU's schedule and who are their two losses? At Columbia to Missouri on a 51-yard field goal, last second, in Stillwater, where they got off to a horrible start and lost, uh, I think it was 28-21, they lost Oklahoma State. So their losses <clears throat> are to two ranked te- Well, Oklahoma State's not ranked. They're just, they would be 26. They ought to be ranked right now. Yeah, but they're, those two losses, both on the road to pretty good football teams, right? K-State. They're starting to figure it out. How about, again, if the Cowboys win this game, and they're a six-point underdog. Oklahoma State with a potential road to the Big 12 championship where they play at UCF, at Houston, and BYU at home. I wonder what kind of odds in Vegas you would have got after the South Alabama loss. Oh, gosh. That Oklahoma State is going to be in the Big 12 championship game. Softball Steve says, Pokes also got beat by Cyclones. Hmm. Yeah, they did. Yeah, hey, don't look yep. now, but Iowa State is one of those five mm-hmm. teams tied atop the Big 12 standings. On the too. road, that was where people were starting to say, all right, where's the win coming from, right? And uh-huh. then everything changed after that game, right? When the Pokes started to turn around. And uh, we'll see. Do I think Oklahoma State's a great football team? No. I think they're a pretty good football team that's playing really well right now. They've got a red-hot running back and a lot of confidence. Blue of Green Country says, So, Steelman, you're basically saying Jeff Levy sucks. Did I say that? I I didn't hear you say that, but somebody heard you say that. They have been very inconsistent. And there are a couple games where uh, you had some of those shake-my-head games, like SMU was one, Saturday was one. It is... uh, it is not pretty sometimes. Another listener says, starting to think Steely is an Oklahoma State fan. He might be right, but dang, he's drooling over them. That ain't true. And the texture who put it out there is garbage. No, you're not garbage. But look, I just think Oklahoma State's playing well, you know. Now, in the Ref Royal Rumble, I have gone with Oklahoma State plus six and a half. I thought that was a lot of points to get earlier in the week. And... I have been disparaged by my fellow hosts, including Parker Thune in the group text. And by the way, I hate group text, but, you know, he threw tomatoes at me after I made the pick. And as I said, this is a move of genius. I am currently in the cellar, dead last, DFL. (laughs) And if the Cowboys win and Bedlam anger sets in, then at least I'll be out of the cellar in the locks of the week. And that will negate anger by about 10%. He really said this is a move of genius. It is. Starting to sound like Donald Trump. (laughs) Uh, To which Toby Rowland, well, maybe I shouldn't have mentioned Toby, but he says, maybe we should rename the show Pistol Pete and Thune at noon. Here's an interesting text from K-Dub in the 918. Saturday was bad, but football is about matchups. I thought we might lose three games this year. Texas, because they have more talent. UCF and Kansas, because Malzahn and Leipold are offensive gurus with mobile quarterbacks. The Achilles heel of any BV defense. Oklahoma State is none of that. OU by two possessions Saturday. Ollie will be lucky to run for 120. <laughs> Doesn't that say something about Ollie Gordon? Where you're like, yeah, he'll be yeah. lucky to run for 120. What are we just talking about? What's a good day holding Ollie Gordon down? 125 or less, you know, but... And and I agree with that mostly that you know it's Alan Bowman is is not mobile, 
Remember Alan Bowman all the way back at Texas Tech? Wasn't that like two decades ago? That was the ago? Kyler Murray year. That, I mean, it was forever Alan ago. Alan Bowman started get, a game for Texas Tech get, against Kyler Murray at Oklahoma. Didn't he get knocked out of the game running and got like a lacerated kidney or something like that? Isn't I that don't what, know. It was, I, I it, was a weird, it was a weird injury. Lacerated kidney? I, it was a strange injury. Ew. Somebody go ahead and Google it up. But it was something like that that was very different. So... Alan Bowman, well, DG's been playing college football how long now? Five years. He's got one more if he wants to come he back. He does have one more. <laughs> you can basically play a decade now. Oh, collapsed football. lung, that's what it was. It was a collapsed lung, okay. Camo Sooner says, I have a silver lining take. Could losing to Kansas be what the squad needed to step back and take a look in the mirror? Can it give them that edge back? I... Here's I the think deal. That's the hope, you know. But here's the deal on that. Maybe, maybe let's let's. If you're a Sooner fan, you certainly hope so. But weren't we saying that after the UCF game too? Man, I hope this was the wake up call because that wasn't very good. Maybe it's been a long slumber. You know, I don't know. But uh, the last two, you know, and again, I think uh, the offensive failures because the defense went out in the UCF game. And they stuffed them on four straight possessions. Sooners got seven points to score for it. Zach Schmidt, you know, miss here, miss there. All of a sudden, any momentum. You should have blown out UCF and had them really reeling with like a standing eight count earlier in that game. Yet you left them in the game and you had to win it in the last second. Sooner Soldier says, it seems as if Levy has only five plays. Let's open that playbook. And how about a jumbo package for short yardage or two back set? As a vet, I have friends all over the country, and they all say the same thing. Our offensive plays seem limited and very predictable. By the way, this is a good text to close the segment on. Sooner CB says, the old man is exactly 100% right. Is that me? Am I the old man? Yeah. What was I right on? Congrats. You get validation. What was I right on, Sooner I don't know. Everything or just something? Let me know. All right. um, You know, it's going to be interesting. Last year... Ted Roof and the three-man front, they were the whipping boys, right? This year it's been Jeff Levy and the Jet Sweeps. Do we call them the Jet Sweeps or the Jet Sweepers? I the can't Jet remember. Sweepers. Jeff Levy, please welcome epic recording artist Jeff Levy and the Jet Sweepers. What happens if Levy runs a Jet Sweep on the first play of the game? Twitter, well, will, twi- t- will Twitter slash X explode? Will your phone just explode in your hand like catch fire? That might be nice. Mm. Might be nice to have a hand warmer yeah. on the sidelines. Be, yeah. You never know. All right, we got to get out of here for this segment. We've got more of your texts coming up 405 651 3439. Ken Chevrolet text line. Thanks again to Oklahoma Generator for Levy and the Jets. That might be better. Levy and the Jets. I like it. We'll be right back. You going to sing the chorus, Steely? Uh, I'm trying to think what. Uh... Lebby, he's really keen. He's got the Jordan boots, a traveling suit. You know, I read it in a magazine. Lebby and the Jets, as suggested. We're going to have to let it roll for a minute. La 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 Lebby and the Jets. Here it comes. La 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 Lebby and the Jets. He's got the Jordan boots, a traveling suit. Mm-hmm. I'll have to work on the lyrics. One more time. Little Lebby and the Jets. So you got to put the, you know. Lebby, Lebby, Lebby and the Jets. Okay, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty good, wasn't it? That was pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good. It wasn't the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, but it was good. All right. What a great song. Elton John is so good. 
All right, 405-651-3439, 405-651-3439. Jamie we'll- Medill says, Sooner Saturday, brought to you by solo recording artist Jet Levy. <laughs> Levy and the Jets is pretty good, though. Who came up with that one? That was pretty good. Softball Steve says, whoa, this is all caps. Softball Steve has a very emphatic text. Oh, yeah, here we go. Look out, Softball Steve. I have to read this in the all caps voice. Let's not get all excited. Number one, the weather will be great Saturday. Two, OUD is back and killing it Saturday. Three, DG throws the long ball three times and scores. Four, OUD stops OG and crew. They've been having their way lately with opposing defenses. Saturday, OUD shuts down Pokes offense. That's how you read all caps right there. All right, softball, Steve. Duly noted. Duly noted. I like the passion. They also like... Sorry. Wilson in the 918 says that was classic. The recruiting viewer says Steely equals gold. Maybe we need to work on the lyrics there. You know, that, we'll, we'll uh, refine them. Benny had uh, electric boots and a mohair suit. Lebby's got Jordan boots and a traveling suit. See, I can only think Jordan boots, they have to travel in suits. You read it in a magazine, oh, which one? Boyd Street, but see, it doesn't fit the lyrics. Going to have to work on this a little bit. I love all caps, Parker boys. <laughs> Jeff from OKC says, Boz versus Gundy, battle of the mullets. Who wore it better? What did you think? Let's pull up the Gundy clip from yesterday. I have it, uh, 1031, Gundy shot at Boz. Let's see. This is uh, classic Mike Gundy here. Here's him talking about how Bedlam has changed. It's it's still a rivalry, but maybe it doesn't have some of the old juice it used to have. The summer of my, uh, before my sophomore year, you know, I would go to parties in Oklahoma City and and uh, um, they would say, well, Bosworth and Migliazzo and some of those guys were here. And so I had to make a decision whether, um, were we going to have confrontation there and who was with me? Because, I mean, I'm not going to. You know, those guys, you know, I can kick them in the shin and run like hell, but, but, but you know, I mean, I'm not dumb. So we had to make those decisions because, I mean, what, what kind of a frame in mind was Brian going to be in on that point? I don't know. You know, um, you know had he uh, taken a, a vitamin C and had a few drinks, well, he might not be a guy you want to talk to at that point. You know, he'd get real red and cross his face. So there, it was a rivalry then. Now it's not as much anymore, unfortunately, because of the way it is. But it's a very important game. There you go. How much of a shot at Boz was that? You think that's just kind of messing around? He's used that before, vitamin C or whatever, which is clearly a reference to roids. (laughs) And Boz (laughs) was found to have been taking roids. And I love Boz. He was a great interview back in the day. Hangs out with Wallace Marsh. So, you know, he's a good dude. He's the sheriff of Fansville. But... Some Sooner fans were very angered by that. Do you, where is that on the anger scale? Like a three? I don't know. I think it's just Boz came back. You know, I think some people think there's going to be some big rumble between the Greasers and the Socias. Which one's which, by the way? At midfield, Boz versus Gundy, not going to happen. I think Boz was just kind of coming back at him. It's Bedlam stuff. Did you, when you heard that, did you think, oh, my gosh, wow. No, I just thought, uh, I mean, that's typical Mike Gundy. Mike Gundy gold. Yeah, that's Mike Gundy. KW the 918 says, if Uncle doesn't have a Levy in the Jets rendition for Toby on Friday, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> I don't know that Uncle could get that high. And Uncle, there's, I, there's very little chance he could hit the Elton John falsetto. Uncle is a very difficult listen as it is. You know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. From a 918 listener. I'm still done, dumbfounded how Oklahoma State has a running back that I would trade every one of OU's running backs for. How does this happen? Yeah. Is this a lack of development or more in the player's scheme? You know, here's the deal. Barry Sanders was not highly recruited, right? Kansas State, I think, offered him in OSU, and maybe Oklahoma got in very, very, very late. I'm trying to remember if Oklahoma even got in the mix. His dad was an Oklahoma fan. Barry Sanders' dad grew up an Oklahoma fan. And he became arguably the best running back in the history of football. I mean, you can put Jim Brown in there, I think, as well. But um, 
So sometimes, you know, it, it happens, right? What was Ollie Gordon, a three-star? He was a four-star. He was a four-star. He was a four-star. So yeah. we uh, – wh- why why did Oklahoma not, like, you know, get in there and recruit him? Because they had Gavin Sawchuck already committed and Javante Barnes was coming? Yep. That's right. We, uh, we already talked about this. But, you know, uh, and here's the problem – with the Sooners in the backfield right now. Now, we haven't seen Caleb Hicks, and I, I know the early reports are really good on he and Smothers. Good players, according to what we've seen in the, you know, Smothers came in and had a nice run, you know, was it against Tulsa? But anyway, right now, the Sooners, whether it's injuries, whatever you want to call it, they don't have a difference maker at running back. Tawi Walker is their best running back. He's strong. He's good. He's hard to bring down. He runs tough all the time. So far, Barnes and Sawchuck, and I still think they're good players, but they don't have a difference maker there. Eric Gray was, would you say Aaron, Eric Gray is last year was a difference maker? Yeah. I mean, Eric Gray at first was kind of like he was going to get tackled by the first guy in the open field, but he developed the stutter step, the spin move, all of that stuff. He was tough to bring down. He could catch the ball out of the backfield, turn into a, a great back. Eric Gray had to be their MVP last year, right? Offensive I would say MVP. so. I would say so. And I think if – I truly think if the Sooners would just ride Tawi Walker, mm-hmm. he'd be your offensive MVP too. He is so tough to bring down, Steely. He is so tough to bring down. He runs as tough as anybody I've ever watched. Now, what limits him is he's not very fast. But yeah. he is as hard to tackle as any running back I have ever watched at any level. Reminder, Stevenson was pretty tough, too, right? I would say Tawi is tougher. You think so? Yeah, I do. Uh, From a 405 listener. Offensive struggles are all Landry Jones' fault, (laughs) said the drunk guys at the stadium who sat behind me in Section 19, even when Landry wasn't out on the field and threw for 400 yards. Maybe the insinuation there is the issues aren't all Jeff Levy's fault. And I do think it is true that 33 points ought to win you a football game against Kansas. That much is true. Were we, were we talking about 28 last week? If you Even if you hold Kansas to 28, you will probably win the game. Yeah. Because we knew that Kansas was good. I know people are like, some people are like, 28, no way. Kansas has a good offensive scheme. Lance Leipold is a football coach. He's done an excellent job. All right, we got a break right here. One more segment coming up. We're going to get locked in at 2 o'clock. By the way. As we age, ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you I'm one of the olds. Cataract surgery is often a step that you're going to have to take, and it's not just about restoring your sight. It's really about keeping your quality of life or upgrading your quality of life. So when it's time for cataract surgery, you really have one crucial decision. Don't run the jet sweep. Make the best decision for you, and that choice is between a standard lens, which often requires you to rely on glasses for reading or a premium lens. Go with the premium lens. Consider Panoptics, Vividi, or a light adjustable lens. The leading choices that can provide crystal clear vision and freedom from those old man glasses. So if you want to see far and you want to see near, you know where you have to go. You have to come here to the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. Coming right back here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, final segment here. Looks like Big Rick Inawaso has uh, written some lyrics for... uh, Levy and the Jets. Really? Yeah. It's, I just saw it pop up on the text line. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. He's got the Jordan boots, crunch time he poops. You know, I read it on the social media. la 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 Levy and the Jets. Not bad. I'm not saying I agree with the lyrics, but not bad, Big Rick. You could be the Bernie Toppin to my Mike Steelman John. Bernie Toppin wrote all the lyrics, right? Most of How them. do you know this stuff? Because I'm old. When you get old, you will know stuff, a lot more stuff, because you have more stuff in your brain. Now, recalling said stuff can be difficult, but... Okay, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. So anyway, Bob Stoops going to be on today, right? Oh, yeah, it's Tuesday. Yes, yes, the Bob it's segment. It's Stoops Day. Mm-hmm. That's always good radio. Always. Okay, 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. 
I'm really looking forward to what Bob has to say. And I know Tyler and Teddy will ask him about the Jeff Levy slander. I'm very curious to see what Bob says about it. He'll say, hey, that's part of the deal. Uh, you can't worry about that. You know, got to focus on your job. You know, help. He'll, he'll answer it, but he'll do it. You know what, Bob, the media guy, I got to tell you, very impressed. Very impressed. Because, a, am I shocked? Not really. But maybe just a little bit. Because when you're the coach at the University of Oklahoma, it's not like the evening at the improv. You know, you've got to represent the university. In a dignified manner, you can't, you know, be cracking jokes all the time. And he, you know, couple good texts here from a four hundred five listener. Good. I wanted to thank all of you guys at the ref for a while. I avoided sports radio because of the other station. I started listening to you guys about a year ago and haven't looked back. You guys are awesome and truly take care of us fans. Thanks for everything and keep up the good work. That is super nice. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate it very much. By the way, Rangers Diamondbacks tonight. Can the Rangers stay unbeaten on the road in the playoffs? How about Jonathan Gray? Former Sooner gets the win last night. Three innings uh, came in right after Max Did Scherzer. Did you say got unbeaten on the road? In the playoffs. That is wildly impressive. And I'm not paying any attention to the MLB. Is it nine in a row? But that is wildly impressive. James Harden traded to the Sixers, so it's now Russ. Paul traded George, the Clippers. Traded to, yeah, traded from the Sixers to the Clippers. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting out there. Very interesting. From a listener in the 918. I've been really, really slow to go here, but there is not a position group that has been talked about more or more baffling this whole season than the running backs, but hardly anyone ever mentions their coach's name. We all love DeMarco, but if he was an unknown name, we would all be coming after him for only having one good running back right now. There might be a little bit of truth in that. What do you think? I I mean, he's – what do you want to criticize him for? You don't see a difference maker in there right now. Tommy Walker is their best option. Yeah. The one thing I could criticize DeMarco for, to be honest with you, is not just riding Tommy Walker more than they have and getting cute with the backfield rotations and trying to to force Marcus Major – yeah. It, it, it just mean, hasn't worked. He's averaging 3.9 yards per carry this year. Tawi Walker is what works, and he has been excellent. I think also when you're mindful of what DeMarco has done mm-hmm. with some of his pupils in the past, he turned Ramondre into an NFL back, an NFL starter. Kennedy Brooks had an awesome year. Yeah. Eric Gray had an awesome year and became an NFL a- draft. Angry Ronnie's right. He says, you know, he recruited them. That's why. Well, yeah, I, yes, you're right, 100% right. But I – I don't know, man. It, it's I think they thought with Barnes and Sawchuck, they realize they've got to have more big plays in the run game. And Tawi is not going to be that breakaway guy. But so far, the weather haven't been healthy, which that's been a part of it, obviously, a big part of it. But just like you heard Brent talk about on the coaches show last night, he wasn't criticizing. He was just saying, you know, Javante had a, had a hole, you know, and took the didn't break it off the right way. Or it would have been a big play. It's stuff like that. Um, so does he deserve some criticism? Yeah, he does for bringing those guys in. But I still think Barnes and Sawchuck have a lot of ability. For whatever reason this year, injuries being a big part of it hasn't worked out. The O-line, maybe it's the RPO game. I don't know. Eric in the OC says, we tried to ride Tawi Walker and he hurt his ankle. The best ability is availability. I'm talking yep. about before that, Eric. Yeah, yes, obviously right. they tried to ride Tawi Walker yeah. on Saturday. But for one thing, it took until the second quarter for Tawi Walker to even get a carry. And secondly, it just hasn't been something that has been firmly established on a game-to-game basis thus far this year. Tawi had a really good game against SMU topped 100 yards on the ground, and then played two snaps the next week against Tulsa. Yeah, Make that make sense, because I can't. Uh, local Ohio says it should be Levy in the Jets. We, I don't know. Does it fit? It, it would make If you could make it work lyrically, yes. But uh, Levy in the Jets was suggested. So, Oh, no. OU Optimist is being a pessimist. Uh-oh. OU Optimist says... Barnes and Sawchuck are not that guy for the SEC. Vision mm. is a hard thing to develop as a running back. Well, you know, that's 
He's not wrong. I'm not saying they're bad players, but, you know, sometimes, I don't know, vision and patience. Um, I don't know. You can teach that, I guess, to an, an extent, it, right? It, but it's You can, but it's also just inherent to a Pretty instinctive, like, right? Kennedy Brooks, he was as good as it gets in that department. Kennedy yeah, Brooks just knew where to run. He was not a burner. I mean, no, he, he had was kind not. of deceptive speed, I guess. But he was, you're right, man. You talk about Mr. Patience. Kennedy Brooks knew when to wait. There's my block. I'm on my way, was Kennedy Brooks. Okay, 405-651-3439. You guys keep those texts rolling in. Uh, we're going to get locked in. I'm sure they'll read as many as they can, as they always do. Tyler and Parker on Locked In. And another great day on the text line today. We appreciate you guys so much. Maybe we'll try and work on uh, Levy and the Jets. I'm going to have to listen to that on the way home now. That high note's pretty good, huh? I was surprised with your range. Levy, Levy, the Jets. Man, I could have been a recording artist. Oh, no. Be living in a big old mansion oh, right no. now, soaking it up in the hot tub. But no, I'm here with you, Parker Thune. Have a great, great rest of your day.